0: Cool. Do you want me to do a little clap? Yeah, you can
1: clap to sync like a slow clap. No, just a regular. Go ahead and clap. Welcome to the podcast. I call it It's Pronounced Jens with me, Jens Tillman. This podcast is as eclectic as I am. In every episode, I invite a guest to have a conversation with me where I ask, what makes them so unique? So if you're into listening to somebody who doesn't take themselves too seriously, and learning something new, then this podcast is for you. This episode features outside nighttime background noise, and my inconsistent Chicago accent, and plenty of inside jokes. My brother and I shoot the breeze about growing up, and our first love, movies. I hope you enjoy the show, and thank you for listening. You know what? I think we unintentionally color-coordinate ourselves.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's like that. It's like... Um, blue jeans with blue jeans and you kind of got like a earth tones going on. Wow. It's
0: almost... I mean, at least we're not matching. Do you remember the, um, the sheer amount of times that we would wake up... We used to live together. Get dressed, look at each other
1: across the breakfast table and say, glad to see you in uniform, soldier. Because you used to get up and then like get whatever and then I would like wake up afterwards and then like I'd see you out in public or something (laughs) and it'd be like white shirt blue jeans same tint color everything code
0: or sometimes it'd be like random stuff too like a like a hooded sweatshirt with like khakis and like right and we both somehow had like very similar (laughs) it's
1: like dude how did you but we look different i mean we're very different people you wear a hooded sweatshirt and khakis differently than i do Okay, let's go ahead and start. Yeah. Because we have to start somewhere. Yeah. Otherwise, we could easily just <laughs> riff and then be like, no, yeah, it's probably bedtime. It's, it's late. Or we would be like, dude, I got it. Like, let's take that idea and write. Yeah. And then we'll reconvene in two hours. Yeah. And then realize that it's 6 a.m. on Thursday. Causing problems, for sure. That wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Yeah. So, to start, this is my brother. My name is Ty. We're of the same stock. You can tell. It's the eyes.
0: It's the eyes. Some other things are different, but the eyes... It's the eyes.
1: There's really not a whole lot else. So why do you have me on this podcast? That's a great question. You know, that's a great question. There's uh, It was really tough to fit you in. You know, yeah. I'm glad that our schedule's finally aligned. I'm glad, aligned. too. Yeah. It's actually half true.
0: I mean, you know, if if, you're, if your secretary hadn't talked to my secretary, I don't know. This probably wouldn't have happened. It was my secretary's secretary spoke to this is this is what happens when you're important
1: you have your secretaries have secretaries yeah it's me myself and I in an office in my so, office I mean bedroom <laughs> so what are we talking about today I think today we're talking about and this podcast I like talking about the future mm-hmm. but the future can be applied to like anything one of my five
0: strengths finder strengths is futuristic oh which number three mine's number one I don't know futuristic duo here
1: it is in there though yeah i had like learner same ideation oh yeah futuristic right and then i just remember there was was definitely self-assurance you had self-assurance that's definitely
0: not in my five and probably on like the last five (laughs) if there was if there would be like a last five on that test (laughs) self-assurance would be probably number you know two i think that would be a
1: harder test to create yeah. Because there's there's like, you know, like with horoscopes and everything, you can apply that to yourself a lot easier, I think, than you can say like, Oh, that's that's definitely, definitely not, not me. me. Yeah. Because they're all vague enough that for you sure. can be like, Oh, I don't know, I'm definitely a Sag. Yeah. But on, on a good day I can be like, I have woo for sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, I'm, i I think I behaved in that situation with uh, integrity. Strategic individualization that was my other one. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I had individualization, mine are
0: um, restorative, activator, activator, futuristic learner, and significance, which I actually thought was a weakness for like the longest time. I was like, What is why did I get the lame ones? I know, right? I was like, Significance sounds lame, it It sounds significant. My summary of the description in the book was that you have a need to feel significant, and I was like, That. The rest of them all seem like strengths. Oh, <laughs> a right. need to feel significant doesn't sound like a strength. But now I'm starting <laughs> like to you understand. You tried too hard, man. It's, yeah, that's don't, what it means.
1: just... Yeah. Just... But luckily, I'm starting to understand piece by piece. And nonetheless, despite those five or last five, yeah. we're here on this podcast. Here we are. It's about pronounced the Jens. The podcast hosted by me, Jens.
0: I can tell you firsthand, lots of experiences of uh, the sheer amount of... Hardship that goes into having a name like Jens,
1: but that yeah, may be. Tell me, it. tell me what it's like having a name like Jens.
0: It's just, <laughs> it's just frustrating being the brother of someone who's named Jens because you obviously know his name. Like I knew his name before he was even conscious. Like That's I true. knew it was it was Jens. I
1: think you pretty much named me.
0: Yeah, we had good friends such such as the Lore in Germany named Jens und Astrid Muschner. And so my parents said, "What do you want to name your brother?" And I said, "Yens," because Yens was a cool guy, still is. And uh, so, so you know, I knew his name. Yeah. And we grew up in Germany, so yeah. in Germany, Yens is not that crazy of a name. It's actually Danish, but still, it's, it's not, John. It's not that. Yeah. It's John. like it's like as common as John. Totally. But then we come here, and it's just it causes trouble, and the same sort of cycle happens every time. Right, we'd go to someone's house, or we'd meet someone at church, or whatever. Yeah, and it would be, oh, these are my kids, Ty, Jens, and Jordan. Oh, what's your name? Jens. (laughs) How's that spelled? J-E-N-S. Oh, Jens. Pause. (laughs) Did he say Jens? (laughs) Did our dad say Jens?
1: Was Jens ever mentioned at any point? Jens is a different sound. (laughs) What's your name? I don't know your name. Educate me on your name. So I do. And then they come back with, he must be wrong. You must be pronouncing it wrong because it's clearly Jens. But you said J-E-N-S. I understand that that's... You know, that's a thing. And, and, And growing up with that, obviously, is you know you're like a kid and you 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 don't have anything to reference it to and i've I've explained this so i'm just really reiterating for the folks at home but Mm. you have nothing to uh, reference so it's just i I, you know ty Jens, jordan fine whatever mike sarah beth i don't know they're just sounds they're just sounds and that's the name and they respond to that name and uh mm-hmm. and so then when everybody has issue with it they're like the heck is that and a lot of people start thinking you're a girl when they just see the name and then see you attached to it they're like oh i thought you were a girl jen then you're like oh, i don't understand why don't you, know, you get frustrated so as a kid i was like super frustrated about that i think it's interesting that in in some languages spanish being one of those
0: mm-hmm. you actually ask someone which is your name no oh, interesting. like which of the choice name choices is yours
1: Oh, like how would you? How do you say that in
0: Spanish? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? Or ¿Cuál es su nombre? If you're talking to somebody's, yeah, formal ¿Cuál? Which not not necessarily ¿Cuál Is which like what is your name? It's sort of like which which of the names that are out in the world is yours? Well, in German, you'd say V, which is
1: how. ¿Wie heißt du? ¿Wie heißt du? How are yeah, you? How, how are you called? Yeah. How do I call you? How do I call you? <laughs> yeah. Which almost. Is like it's gonna be weird. So how do I say that?
0: Which Spanish actually has that same thing. Como te llamas? Como te llamas. How are you called? English for some reason we don't really say, say what. Say what is your name? But anyway.
1: But of the names, what is your name?
0: Yeah, of the of the choices, which one?
1: Which one? But and it is it is, it is
0: what? seemingly common in certain cultures to have I mean, like what's your name? Like certain names appear often. Well, yeah. Like what's the most common name in the world? Is it Mohammed? Probably. I think that's like the most common or a statistically. Chinese name. Oh, that would probably be more.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Mandarin, Cantonese. Yeah. There's a lot of. Less but familiar but with I don't those personal Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Beyond the scope of our. <laughs> which brings
1: you to another point is that Jens is like Indo European. It's really, we're really not pushing a whole lot of boundaries it's here not for exotic Americans, in the Americans who are like, yeah, I'm German, but my name's Michael. And I have no idea how to pronounce your name. And, uh, yeah. You know, but at some point, you just kind of get over it, and you're like, whatever. You realize that, like, by the time you make it to, like, first grade, and you're seven, and you've never met another Jens in your whole life, then you're like, it's probably not a very common name. <laughs> probably just doesn't happen. <laughs> when your parents are like, no, it's a weird name. And then you're like, yeah, it is. No. When there's four Michaels in your class and three Madisons, you're like... Two Ashley, seven Sarahs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's one Jens in the school. Yeah. In the, the, in, the in the district. In the northern part of the state, you know, and, and then not because someone walked through O'Hare. What's funny is when you were when you were trying to uh,
0: when you were you had a couple different YouTube channels and things. And I was trying to find your YouTube channels on YouTube. At one oh, point yeah. I typed in Jens to it. And I mean, it's just never ending stream of people in Holland
1: <laughs> yeah, like, talking about that's their life. So true. Yeah. That is so fascinating. Yeah, the Tuin, I think, pulled up more than the Jens did.
0: Right, totally. But every once in a while, there'd be some guy in Holland who's got a Danish first
1: name. Right, exactly. That apparently happens
0: more often than you.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm very much an anomaly in that sense. Which, I mean, and I think that this is pretty cool. When you look up Jens as a first name, there's the Tour de France guy. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's awesome. Wait, that's not Jan voigt or something like that oh know. jens Vo- okay yeah yeah i think yeah you know it's it's jens it's it's not Jan. It's yeah, like yeah. there's a tour de france guy i don't know if he won but he's in the mix yeah and he's very good then right. i think the one of the leaders of like a scandinavian country is named jens was named Jans. Jans. Heißt Jens. Er heißt jens. he's so cool yeah I just I think I'm in good company is what I'm saying for sure oh and then the guy in Germany after whom I was named is a lawyer and he's incredibly good at ping pong so these are all very important I remember that yeah he was perfect champ yeah I remember couldn't beat it I remember I was like he was he said I'm perfect (laughs) and I said there's no way you're perfect." And then we played the, the like, yeah. ring around the rosy ping pong. Yeah, no. He I wasn't think we kidding. called it Chinese ping pong. Yeah. Where you just keep rotating, you hit it, and you go around or whatever. And he never got a point against him or he, a strike against him.
0: He did show perfection and, in at least and that And then
1: game. I'm pretty sure he beat me 22-0 or 21-0. Or, I remember that. You were the best one in our whole family, and he just yeah, dominated. I, exactly. I had spent an entire month traveling europe playing ping pong <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like right. any pension or hostel youth hostel like in the czech like republic czech republic southern germany austria, austria like Poland, anybody like, i was just like i don't know how to speak this language but hold pong? up a ping pong paddle <laughs> and you've got a friend <laughs> and then you just play ping pong. still 22.0 still just... this dude in berlin he's like i'm a lawyer all day and then ping pong champion at night oh um so yeah let's talk about, about? movies okay because that's what we talk about all the time anyway i mean we can't go we can't go a day i can't see you and not talk it makes me sick ridiculous even yeah even if we're not watching movies even if we're, we're not watching movie, movies. we're talking about movies
0: yeah no it's true and so we're like
1: writing movies
0: that's always happening so that's, like it's just it's constant we live in this movie world yeah
1: we love movies
0: My wife and i have these times and we're trying to get better about doing this having these certain times where we don't talk about movies because she works in movies as well for those of you don't know and we write movies together and we make movies together when we watch movies together we love talking about movies so you can see where this just gets dis- like sometimes you we can't just need you take your work home yeah we need you like know? 30 seconds where we're not going to talk 30, about movies yeah. we're trying to expand that like a minute and a half it's
1: yeah. hard but we need it for our right. life
0: exactly so let's talk about movies
1: so that said now that we've established <laughs> that it's an addiction <laughs> let's talk about movies um, well what's on tonight is uh, yeah. Indiana Jones Indiana Jones The Last Crusade that was on TV tonight which just makes me think of that era of movies. Oh man,
0: that was that one was was that '89 so that came out?
1: Yeah, something like
0: that. I think that was later '80s. The third one? Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't think that was into the '90s. I think that. I don't was know 89. because well, when he did Star Wars, Harrison Ford did Star Wars first '77, and then '83. No, '83 was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right? 83? Or 86. Maybe it was 86.
0: But what we're talking about is that golden age of movies. That golden
1: age of cinema between, between like 75 and like 90. 90 2003. We'll extend it to two thousand Because Gladiator fits into that. Because so Gladiator like, was 2001 Best Picture Russell and that, Was it 2001 or 2000? 2000, I don't know. I thought it was 01, but
0: Yeah, now I'm confused because American Beauty was 2000. Oh, no, I think that's. Oh, that was another good one. Yeah, great. Yeah, and and that's still like uh, like you watch those movies and you're like, oh,
1: this was like in the '90s, and then
0: yeah. you realize, no, yeah. it didn't. It wasn't the '90s. Right.
1: Yeah. But I I, I mean, there's always those three years, where yeah. the decade carries over. For sure. Because you put the projects in motion, the stories get written. Yeah. They're written in that previous decade. It's songs work that way too. It's totally. Like if you try to distinguish a song from '99, yeah. 2002 or something like that. Usually that's a it's. To right. it, like the like
0: the Matrix It's a great could event. very easily have been an eighties movie. Just happened to come in ninety nine. Right. To the right wider general public. Yeah, but, exactly.
1: But they had to wait for the uh graphics to catch up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, besides besides the bullet time stuff and the you know, <laughs> C G, right. they really needed they didn't they didn't need a whole we lot. they to of wait it. for the Wachowski brothers
1: to like get old enough to make the movie. Totally. That's
0: and right. and I guess Term- they built on a lot of a lot of C G from Terminator, Terminator Two especially. True. true. So Anyway, yeah,
1: um, but I think there I mean that was that's my favorite era of movie for sure. there was there was just something about, yeah, it, it I don't know, maybe it's the way they told the story, and maybe it's mm-hmm. just super quaint now. yeah, but there's less exposition. there's less third act drag. The third act drag thing is like a thing. That's a, I think that's a real thing. I can't tell I can't tell if the third act drag has
0: always happened and the movies that survived just are good and don't have that, or right. if the third act drag is like something that happened when we got really see really into CG CG and they're just like we just have need to extend
1: it. To, yeah, we to make a to like, second battle, put a bunch of stuff in the end, and then it yeah. becomes like an hour seemingly. Right. Because if you watch, I mean, I just watched. Uh, the first Indiana Jones, and I'm yeah. blanking on the name Raiders of the Lost Raiders Arc. of the yeah, Lost Ark. Classic, totally. yeah. It, I mean, it is it, from the time that they pretty much make it to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah.
1: They're I mean, it is just one after another. Yeah. Because they 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 go oh they're digging in the wrong place. Oh, that's such a good moment. And yeah. it's like bad dates, right? Yeah. And so then they 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 find it. They get in. Then Belloc comes. A little yeah. bit of exposition there. A little bit. Like a little bit of slowdown. And, and he's You're like, talking about the conversation in the market? No, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, the time. Or in the, in the oh, cafe. Oh, yeah. You, know you could probably even rewind further you back. You very much alike. Yeah. Now you're getting nasty. <laughs> you want to talk to God? We'll go see him together. <laughs> we'll go I got nothing together. better to
0: do. So good. And then the kids come in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's so true. Because it's just... But, I yeah. mean... Specifically, once they find the Ark, then he gets locked in with Marion. Then they break out and they, they ride a statue through the wall. Then they go fight the guys on the airplane. Oh, yeah. Then they go from the airplane to the truck. Yes. And the truck. the truck chase and he to the falls through. Them. Yeah, exactly. And then they get to the boat. And then he's all I'm the monarch of the And that's
0: sea. that's when it, it all kind of slows down. For, that's another like slowdown moment because then uh, he and Marion are in the room and Marion says, man, true. we never get a break. And you're true. like, man, yeah, your life is stressful. Seriously, Because since Egypt... Right.
1: The last 45 minutes. It's just been boom, boom, boom. Yeah, totally. That's so true.
0: Yeah, I, there's something about, you know, movies from that era that, that even weren't... Like the greatest films ever made, they were just kind of your average run of the mill action films. Right, but like
1: even those are just great. Yeah, <laughs> U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshal. Don't even get me started, man. U.S. The Marshals. The Fugitive. The Fugitive. Um, what was uh, um, you had oh, uh, well you had the Jack Ryan series. Oh yeah. With uh, with Harrison Ford. Totally. So Clear and Present Danger. Um, was that also the Patri- Patriot
0: Games? Patriot Games. Ireland. Yep. Yeah.
1: Which some of all fears was Ben Affleck doing Jack Ryan, right. and that was 2003. That was two thousand three. But that so still had a similar. It did. That had that that's like. That's kind of the early, or that sort of 90s kind of spillover. Right. Feel. Yeah. Which I, those came from books anyway. Right. So maybe that that's true. why it like. True. Those it's those just very, like, like fast read, easy mm-hmm. easy read
0: books like kind of Michael Crichton type. Yeah. Books. Tom Clancy. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: All the submarine movies All u-571 red, Hunt for red october hunt for red october was crimson U-5, tide 571 90s that may have been early 2000s i feel like that one was really 2000s Cause that did have matthew mcconaughey and he wasn't man that was yeah matthew mcconaughey that's yeah crazy. yeah man. what's a time to kill i don't know that
0: I haven't even seen that one, but yeah, I totally know. that, that was, one's that a was good 90s. one. Um, Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief with Denzel Washington and, and Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, solid movie, dude. Um, what? There's one I'm thinking of with Mel Gibson, and I think it's Julia Roberts. Oh, and it is Conspiracy, Conspiracy theory. theory. Yes, solid. Like that movie. Like I already wanted to make movies by the time I saw that movie. But right. When I saw that movie, it was like this rekindling of like, right. This is such a great. Enterprise.
1: There's something like, about there's it that's just, just inter- fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just watching it and you're like, this is entertaining, yeah. but not in a, not an obnoxious way. One where like it draws you in and you're not questioning it wouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're, you care yeah. about the characters. So it's a totally. good story. Yeah. And that you care about them. And then there's these things that are happening and it just flows naturally. Their actions and reactions kind of make sense in a way that you're just, you're in the movie. You're really experiencing it. Yeah, th-
0: I think Indiana Jones is actually a good example of that. Where if you watch it back again with a very critical eye right. as to what's realistic, yeah, one, it's kind of hard to stay in that mode because you're right. just like, "This is a great movie, I love it." Yeah, but but, but it's yeah, y- it's it's charming. It, you you understand <laughs> that it's sort of suggestive. The part where sure, um, he's hiding behind the crates in the submarine dock. Yeah, and the guy is standing there, and he like pulls the guy over and puts his (laughs) his jacket on like technically everything moves by quickly to the point where it's like it feels maybe a little too quickly paced for real life but it's just we're just getting the pieces of the information it kind of makes sense (laughs) the
1: the best example of that is literally the uh (laughs) the boat that like i don't know what the the um industrial so like vessel. a pirate ship yeah, or whatever, right, right. 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 yeah and, like and the Nazis. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 so they're like where's where's jones and he's popping out of the yes. smokestack right and the guy throws a cigarette in there he pops back down yeah. he's like you need to find jones and he's like i found him where and he points yeah. on top of the u-boat yes and it's like first of all dude you just swam like 200 yards quick and yeah <laughs> real quick okay for sure that's doable and then the submarine is going to go under, and somehow he got in. I feel like there's it something. It pulled into a base. There's something I missed
0: there. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, like, <laughs> was there some suggestion that he got in the submarine? I feel like there are a right. lot of, like, like articles about this. There's got to be, like, there's articles about be. this moment because, like, zero sense. I just rewatched it with, <laughs> with Anelis, like, not too long ago. Yeah. And I was, like, silently wondering, like, how did he? Yeah. This went underwater. Dad was
1: asleep. Dad's doing one of these. <laughs> right so dad's asleep watching the movie and i look over and i'm like oh he's out whatever so we finish watching the movie that part comes up and dad just goes huh how do you get in there (laughs) it's like he watches this whole thing he's like beating people up and he's about to like you know save himself from the wrath of god by keeping his eyes closed and you're like worried about the u-boat the submarine you know i mean it's true right you can
0: look at it and be yeah critical of it when he kicks the guy and the hat flips up yeah you know like the physics don't follow right but it's it's great right. like it's just it makes sense. it's and almost it, cartoon like yeah and it works
1: exactly no it's so true
0: for some reason <laughs> movies now and this is really unfair to put all of them in the same category obviously but, all movies now but there are a lot of films yes. now that have very outlandish things that are happening and I just feel like I'm very uninterested in what's happening. Yeah, it's well, not charming. I, it's just sort of like Yeah. I get it. Like a whole city is being lifted up and dematerialized in a
1: moment. Not to name any movies, but <laughs> you know. But I th- I I think what happens a lot, at least the, the times that I'm drawn out of a movie where I go I I must be watching a movie now is is when the character The main character usually, or I guess it doesn't matter who's doing it, but they just start explaining, and it's Mm -hmm. just show don't tell. For me, I can always
0: yeah. I feel like I can spot it when uh, there's the conversation scene, and it's very serious, and there's usually some sort of top-down lighting that tells you it's very serious, and the music tells you. Music is telling you it's serious, and camera angle is telling you. We're watching the camera dolly to the side, and usually if you're not aware of what is happening there you don't necessarily like notice a dolly move that's right. like this but you just sort of feel it um but you know dolly's sort of moving this way we're, we're watching maybe we're over the shoulder looking at someone's face we're over someone's shoulder and we're yeah. dollying past and they're describing something very important we cut back to a reaction and that's dollying a certain direction yeah we cut back to this person and now the dolly is going in the other direction the other direction that's yeah. how you yeah. know on set they're like, uh, we gotta cover some stuff. We Let's should just get put more the coverage. camera here and we'll just go back and forth till this monologue is over. And you can feel the boredom in the filmmakers. Like yeah. I've been on those kinds of sets before. I know what it's like to watch to listen to somebody talk for 13 minutes and the camera just goes back and forth and the whole crew is kind of zoning out. The audience is doing the same thing. Right. Only they can't dolly. They they're just why is this lame? <laughs> this movie cost two hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, no. That's. I think that's. It's. It's like when you run out of creativity, and you're just trying to get coverage. Yeah.
0: It seems like, it seems like it. It shouldn't really be that big a deal, but somehow it really like
1: it right. makes a difference. Like it. But yeah. Exactly. Makes a
0: difference about you know how you how you.
1: And there's. I mean, there's a certain aspect to, the grammar, of, yeah. a movie, and and when you, don't use proper sentence structure. Yeah then you you notice it where it's yeah. not wrong, yeah, you understood what the sentence was saying, yeah, but it wasn't eloquent it wasn't it is, written
0: well It's maybe like the
1: difference between
0: sentences that are very simple subject predicate, they make sense, yeah, they follow chronologically there's not a whole lot of Uh, flowery language might we say flowery is a bad example but but there's a difference between uh, a Marvel film and Akira Kurosawa uh, Seven Samurai oh yeah right I mean it's like an unfair comparison is that the director Akira uh, Kurosawa is the the filmmaker yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) shoot (laughs) I don't speak that but we don't even have to go that that far obscure I mean I was thinking like you know Taxi cab or something. Taxi driver. Taxi
0: driver. Well, yeah, we can can even look at uh, (laughs) Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. I mean, he makes really... Really accessible entertaining movies. Yes. But there's also a really sophisticated language with right. which he makes those movies. Look right. at Bridge of Spies. True story. I had no idea who made that movie. I didn't know anything about it. I went to the two dollar theater and saw it later. Yes. Didn't know anything about who made this movie. Apparently somehow missed billboards and trailers and everything. I just heard from someone who took place in Berlin and I was like, I might oh, I might go see it. Cool. Yeah. And the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm going, Man, this is a masterful filmmaker. Like yeah. whoever this is, is this a new guy? You know, like my phone. I think... One of these up-and-comers. Right? I was like, who is this? This is really great filmmaking. With Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Yeah, of course. And then it gets to the end. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. I'm like, what kind of an idiot am I? I didn't know this was... But then it makes so much sense. Like, I didn't know who this was, but I could tell right away by the way that the scenes flowed together that this was somebody who really understood how to lead an audience through certain moments. Right. The moments felt very legible, but there was also a sophistication with which... Uh, information was being relayed. Yeah. And there didn't seem to be a whole lot of like just kind of wasted, wasted screen time or wasted right. shots. You know, right. like it's just a different level of filmmaking yeah. kind of. And you can just feel it when you watch it yeah you could some, sometimes people describe that as you know oh the pacing felt really comfortable or the pacing felt right or you yeah. know something about the feel of it i mean it's, it's that thing that's kind of hard to, to grab onto. The intangible or, yeah it feels intangible you can break that down into very scientific elements of what they're doing with the camera what they're doing with editing um and i'm definitely in the middle of like learning how to take that and take a simple sentence structure Right kind of story and kind of take it to the next level in terms right.
1: of, you, you know, you're trying to learn what a semicolon is. Totally. And a, a gerund phrase. Or is that the simple one? gerund phrase is, a gerund is a verb ending in I-N-G. Running. Right. I was running. So apparently I'm less knowledgeable about he is, English grammar. He is running. <laughs> he is running. <laughs> yeah. A gerund. Hmm? That's a word that doesn't sound like... What does that mean? It doesn't... Yeah, no. Jaron. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a weird word, but um, But I think, yeah, I mean, I usually, that said, as critical as I can be of movies, sure. I think generally I go to the movies and go and, and just think, this is great. Yeah. I freaking love movies. Totally. I just, they're so good. Yeah. It's kind of like an art gallery where you're like, you go through an art gallery Yeah. and you think, you know, I'm not... I'm not such a fan of the blue period of... <laughs> I'm going to put Van Gogh. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm more of a Rococo. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't
0: know who is more of a Rococo, but, you know, know. It's
1: still. It's... Impressionism, yeah, sure. pointillism, whatever. Sure, sure, right. But I'm definitely more of a classical, right. mid-century, modern record. Right, I don't yeah. know. Frank Lloyd Wright. That's an architect. <laughs>
0: I feel like I'm much less much less informed about painters. Right. But I do when I'm walking through Lacma or something, I I can But you look look at at it and you can
1: appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. I can look at it. But it's very different than than a painting that is Well, I think you can have like a good portrait, right? Like just a picture. Uh And then there's in in that there is the subject is in frame. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that you wanted to say are in frame, but then you can also paint that picture or take that photo or make that movie where you're not just relying on that you got them in frame, like yeah. you, you made it, <laughs> but wow. that there's composition, there's contrast, there's lines, there's right. whatever. So you can look at it and, and go, Ooh. you know, I, I think some movies are made where they rely on the celebrity of the actor or actress mm-hmm. the fact that they got them in frame they got them in frame in focus they're attached to the program they're attached right. to the movie whatever yeah and and then you just and obviously like there's a whole like financial thing about that makes totally sense. get that makes sense you got to you just it is it's that in the is, streets is business Yeah, exactly sure. but you can get them in frame or you can put them in frame and have a composition yeah I it's it's sort of like
0: late but I think if I was maybe a little more on the top of my game I'd be able to come up with an example of a movie that just kind of dials it in versus a movie that really phones it in you know
1: <laughs> you could phone yeah, it, really, it in it really and that's a bad well. connotation but you could dial it in and then and that's a good that's when you know you got a good. <laughs> you can dial it in. What'd you do? I dialed it in. Now I'm trying to think of an example of that. Who dials? Of a movie where there's good.
0: Yeah, composition. Like, like something that's yeah that's that's it's got a lot of really great pieces. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why this is coming to mind. What about Scorsese? Um, Scorsese. I'm thinking about the movie Automata with um, Antonio Banderas. I haven't seen that one. Automata. Yeah, robots. That's d- not
1: dystopian future. Okay, no, I was thinking of Ex Machina, which um, was a good one.
0: Ex Machina. Yeah, that's a great. That's got
1: a lot of. That's a lot, got a lot going on.
0: There's, right there, that's a good that's a good example of a film that has like a lot of layers going on right. there's, there's the twist really at the solid end, there's, storytelling
1: and you don't even need that many you don't have a whole lot of actors right yeah you had totally. Oscar Isaac and is it Donald Gleason? Donald Gleason. yeah I mean just, just like Alicia Vikander
0: uh-huh. solid but very simple yeah I was thinking of um, I was thinking of Automata something like Automata and then something like Children of Men
1: oh where children of men yeah
0: like there there's really i mean the storyline of children of men there's there's that layer and then there's the layer of like what it's saying about our world Mm -hmm. which i feel like automata maybe falls a little bit weak in that in that realm right there's not like a. they definitely say something but it's just not really that strong or interesting and it's not well supported i think as you know in, in terms of the movie doesn't support the statement very well yeah. whereas Children of Men like so many layers and there's such a story of hope but it's not just a, a you know light goofy hopeful story right. it, it shows you a lot of like darkness and you get a lot of the sense of the the range of human experience sure and there's actually something for the characters to push through. So there's a lot of good layers. And then on top of that, you have all the technical things. Cinematography. Yeah. There's, like, interesting there's things There's a sequence going on. that's 10 minutes long. Well, there, what's crazy is there are a couple of them. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, the, the famous oh, dude, one. But the, then there's a bunch of
1: them. The they're, one where they're trying to get the cars down the road out of the farm and the cars yes. won't start. Oh. And it just it won't cut and you're just there's real panic because you he's went, actually running and they're oh. just able to go just a little bit faster oh. but it's not quite enough. And you to see get the away. guys in the background just booking it. Yeah. Like, exactly. You're like,
0: How they're, are they not gonna catch them? And you yeah. want it to either cut or like go to credits or something. Like yeah. just
1: something to get it us out of tension. such real anxiety oh. that as a movie moviegoer you're like, oh, I care about <laughs> these characters so bad. You just want the car to start or cut <gasps> away to something else. What's the other one where uh the the ambush, yeah, yeah, that
0: one's great. Yeah, the camera's going around. Inside oh, and the then car, yeah, they had and... so
1: there's another. That's a great example of everyone's in frame, but with great composition. Yeah, and there's a technical, there's a whole technical aspect to it mm-hmm. that allowed them to get that shot.
0: And there's something as seemingly simple as them shooting the ping pong ball back and forth between right. their mouths right but if you think about that in the scope of a I forget how, how long that take was a right. nine ten minute take yeah that they can I mean it costs them a lot of money and time to go do it again and they're doing something as difficult to master as shooting ping pong balls back and forth right while having a conversation and then a tree falls in the road and fire and people and, and gunfire and and someone gets shot and there's Oh Yeah, blood. And then,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: like, oh. that's great filmmaking that they can, they can master these technical aspects. Yeah. But that's not even the whole point of the scene. Like, there's right. such great things going on. Right. And that's just one scene inside of a movie that's got a ton of those kinds of sequences where they're running through buildings and alleys and so on and he loses yeah. his shoes. And, and he's, he's in flip-flops oh. perhaps you most like, of the movie. You
1: create such a... <sighs> Such a and, connection and, with the shoes, you right? And so and good. because the, the script is written well, we care about the characters, and so that matters. Yeah. It's not just that it's, yeah, it's not just about um, you know the in frame or whatever. Like it's, right. it's not the technical. Oh man, no. this movie was great because it was in three D, the first movie or whatever. Right, it's there's kind of this whole. Wow, how did they do that? You're wondering how they did that. You're wondering yeah. about the character. It's, mm-hmm. it's very dimensional. I would say
0: maybe another movie that is that is great for a totally different reason that also falls within the sci-fi genre, Yeah, uh, barely, would hmm. be something like Never Let Me Go. Never Let Me Go. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's Kira Knightley and... I haven't seen that one. And Carrie Mulligan and who's the guy... Donald Gleason. No, no. He, he's, he's the Spider-Man, not this newest one, but the second generation of Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. That guy. Okay. Um, What's it about? It's, it's about people who are basically uh, organ donors. Uh, kind of like the island. They're sort oh, of like sure. raised to be organ donors yeah. for their copy, whoever is out sure. there. Um, that's a great film because... The backdrop. This is maybe uh, we could probably chart this out in a way where District Nine also District Nine also Uh-oh. sort of connects to this in yep. some way. But yeah. basically, the, the the sci-fi is is a background element. Right. They they do master that setting really well, so that. You you feel that they're in that world somehow, even though it's it's not a lot of future tech, it's not a lot of craziness. But like you get the sense that we're not in a normal world. Right. The structures that are happening, the institutions. It's not the world that we live in. Exactly. Um, But really, it's a story about people and these people that are you know the relationships between these people and what what they're going through. And then there's great commentary there about death and so on. But all that technical stuff that they master is kind of background. Yeah. And they just happen to make a really great film where it's a lot of close ups and it's very, you know. Yeah. So great for a totally different reason than Children of Men, but really well mastered yeah. and feels very different cadence, smooth. different camera shots. Yeah. Totally. It shows different
1: lenses, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, that's Yeah. I'm trying to Wait. think like what would be What's a is there an older movie like an Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. like I was thinking of The Room that one is it The The Rope oh just I think it's just Rope Rope yeah yeah the one that's just successive drop the the <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but not before adding <laughs> no <laughs> drop the 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 one that's uh, a bunch of
1: yeah, it's just nine ten, minute, nine minute nine, takes or ten minute yeah, takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all strung together, kind of like that. I don't That's even weird. remember anything about the rope other than it's kind of murder mystery, right? Yeah,
0: and it all. I mean, really, the the camera is almost in. I mean, it's all in one room basically. And It always goes into somebody's back to make the cut, right? Or the comes behind back the chair. Out. Yeah, they were definitely doing the best they could with yeah. with the yeah the technology at the time. Or actually, uh, it was quite impressive, actually.
1: Orson Welles mm-hmm. with um, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. I mean, there was a lot obviously citizen kane great movie mm-hmm. but it was one of the first movies if not the first movie that shot at like an upward angle yeah and they were able to put muslin over, over the top yeah, of the set the or set. something to to show the roof yeah you know yeah. people are like women's ankles and he's yeah. like dude i'll show you a roof i'll show yeah. you the ceiling
0: from a technical aspect too they shot much of that movie at an an f-22 just they stopped all the way down on the lens okay Created the smallest aperture possible, basically, right. so that there was such a deep field of focus. That is mind-boggling to me, um, given the film stock they had at the time, the lights they had at the time. Yeah. That's like kind of absurd for me to think about. Just the technical things that go into shooting in a situation where you're cutting out so much light to create a specific look. Right. And yet they, you know, and they like mastered that. They really did. Movie. It's just kind of crazy how. How some of those technical aspects can be, just be either such a such an asset to a movie yeah. or, like, they can be just the focus and the story gets lost and it's like sure. miserable. Sure, Literally miserable. Yeah. It's just crazy. Definitely. That's probably the difference between really great filmmakers and maybe just, like, people who know how to use the equipment. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like we could make a lot of different episodes about a lot of different things about movies. Totally. So I don't know if there's any specific thing you want to like, kind of focus in on.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I think unless we just sort of—I'm just having fun shooting the breeze about movies. Yeah. I what what I'm thinking of now because we're talking about older movies. Yeah. Then is uh what was that movie, where the guy kills his fiance in the lake? Okay. You showed it to us. Oh God! You were like, dude, I got. Ty, Ty keeps a list of movies, which everyone should. And there was I like actually have multiple lists, three of movies, movies yeah. in a row. We were, I don't know, it was a vacation or whatever. So yeah. the family's all here. Oh man! And Ty's like, we gotta watch this movie. Was it Elizabeth Taylor? It was Elizabeth Taylor, 1953,
0: maybe. It's old. I don't even. But it was color. Remember. No, it was black and white. It was black and white. Yeah, it was black and white. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's black and white. I thought it was color, man. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. That's Are crazy. you colorblind? Are you?
1: This whole time I haven't told you. I don't,
0: I don't see color at all.
1: Um, um, no, it, it's. Um,
0: yeah, I honestly, I, I don't even remember the name of that movie. But that
1: was one of those movies where. Yeah. I need to like look that up, because that was one of those movies where, the writing. I don't care what you were doing technically. I don't care what the angles looked like. I could not focus on that movie. Oh, because. Miserable. I kind of wanted that girl to leave the movie because she's actually kind of annoying. Yeah, that's maybe somewhere
0: between writing and performance there. Like, right.
1: That was really exactly. like, that was and then tough. he actually kills her, and you're like, am is, I an accomplice, Stark? <laughs> yeah, you really do feel bad about yourself. <laughs> like, oh crap! Am I gonna get in I trouble just, for this? I just condemned that character. Yeah. Oh
0: man. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I I almost feel like that would have been a better movie if she was the main character. If like if we. You, if there was oh, a way to like right. empathize with her character, that I might have also almost been a better. Movie. And maybe
1: that was the thing was that I just I didn't. There was nothing that made me say, "You need to stick it out." Although, did he have her kid?
0: Uh, her kid? I think did she, she
1: have his kid? Pregnant? Or she was pregnant? We're
0: really butchering the the this synopsis is of this so movie. So bad, yeah. It's but, just, I, but
1: it made an impact to where I was like, I oh, don't. I can't focus on yeah. this movie. Made me get up and like want to walk around. I think those. it was kind of like.
0: Elizabeth Taylor's character was so aloof that you didn't care about her. Right. The guy was so evil, you couldn't really relate and to him. And he was, like,
1: no backbone. He was terrible. Because he didn't actually step up and take responsibility for his like, actions. very
0: manipulative. Yeah. So... It almost had the feel of like a cautionary tale right. more than a good story. <laughs> right, yeah. It's sort of like men have integrity because, look, you don't want to be like this
1: guy. You don't want to end up with the rich, aloof person, and you don't want to knock <laughs> up somebody who's just nagging at you to the point where you literally kill them. <laughs> and the audience watching that guy, of goes... But she stopped nagging? I mean, it's. That is a. Maybe
0: that maybe we're talking about really great things. Like, maybe that movie is really good because it messes with our understanding of society and right. gender maybe roles and all kinds of things. Maybe that's why it's good. Maybe. Is that it's. The story is bad. The problem with my movie lists, and I have I have a, a bunch because I, I my mind needs Blue to put Blue them on. we Blue
1: Valentine? In. I think was that, when we that was one we watched? Blue Valentine? Yeah. Dude, it was just like three in a row. It was, where three in it was in a row. just. It was, it was just like three nights where I was just went to bed so upset. It was just a miracle we like believe
0: in love after all these movies. <laughs> yeah, sort right. of like oh gosh. Yeah. The problem with my movie list is that I don't write down who suggested it. Right. I just sort of hear someone say like oh this is a great movie. This is a great movie. I write it down, move on, and then I go watch this movie and I'm like I don't know who to be mad about. We gotta to vet be mad this. <laughs> like geez. Gotta. Think oh about okay, but. True Romance. Yeah, True Romance. I forget who suggested that one to me, but that was kind of the thing where once I saw it, I just thought, how have I not seen this movie? Right?
1: Yeah. That's kind of like Space Camp,
0: but ten times, oh, tenfold. Space Camp. That's another great one. Yeah, but to go back to True Romance, yeah. I had heard that um, that song, the sort of marimba theme. Is that the –
1: okay, that's different than
0: Finding Forrester. I think it's actually based off of the same. It's based. Okay, is it Carl Orff? Carl Orff. Yeah. Okay.
1: Musik für something. Something. etwas. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's that. Yeah, it's that marimba. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, very simple, very repetitive, but like can't get enough of it. Right. And yeah. well, and there's just like a, 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 for the amount of shenanigans that go on in that movie. Yeah. There's gangs and drugs and gunfire and whatnot. Totally. And 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 a whole load of debauchery and craziness. Yeah. And then it ends in that song. And and there's just a... Such great... There's just a purity to it, you know? Yeah. There's something that's... It just totally
0: communicates the pure, innocent uh, power of love amidst all kinds of... Yeah. Terrible... Terrible things. Situations. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. And it's just so surprising that Quentin Tarantino wrote that movie. Okay, and that was the other thing, is that
1: you're just, you're watching this... I mean, we we're watching this yeah. decades after it was made Totally. and we're seeing Brad Pitt Oh, I on for- the couch. He was the roommate. I forgot. He's the yeah zero deadbeat roommate. Yeah, exactly. And then we're like, oh my goodness. This was Quentin Tarantino. Christian Slater. Christian Slater's in it.
0: So underrated as an actor, like oh, such an goodness. incredible actor. And then who's the lady? Um,
1: Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. What happened to her? Like, so great. Yeah. These people did such a great job. I know. It was so good and you and you cared about the characters so
0: that that's a great study in like why does a movie work because, what? you know, the the purple car.
1: Like, there are a lot of yeah. things
0: about that movie that, like, <laughs> yeah. it could have been terrible. Oh, it could have been Christopher like,
1: Walken was in it. Christopher Walken. He was the bad guy.
0: And, of course, now we can look back and we can say, wow, what a loaded cast. But, right. But back then... Back then, it was just a cast. It was just a cast of people, and they weren't necessarily as big as they are now. Right. And Quentin Tarantino hadn't made all the stuff he had made now. Right. And, and
1: that wasn't necessarily what launched them.
0: No. No. I mean... That's a great study in why does a movie work. I feel like there's a certain perfection of imperfection. Like just a harmony of imperfect
1: yeah. things. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be... you got to get the right things. Yeah, totally. And the right things aren't necessarily that it always looks or sounds perfect or that they say yeah. the right thing. It's just, are you portraying that the story? Are you portraying the story elements? And and is it is it interesting? Does it pull you in?
0: Yeah. A villain driving around in a purple car. Was it the villain who drove around
1: the purple car? I think so. Was it Christopher Walken who drove around the? No, 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 no. no. I think the purple car was it
0: was their later. Yeah, it was their car. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and then and like they just they went to the and maybe we cared about it because they like went to L.A. and we were like, dude, look, it's L.A. That's that's near where we live. Yeah, no, that's yeah the Safari Inn. The Safari Inn. Yeah, and it's like across the street from like a Home Depot or something. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. And it's just you know, totally. Was the guy from The Sopranos the bad guy that gets shot up? Yes. Was it that guy? I'm pretty sure. I can't even th- keep all these names straight. Yeah. No, actually, you know what? It wasn't. It was no, it, wasn't um, di- di- it was a different guy? Now I'm trying. Now I'm just like, my mind is trying to feed it in. Yeah. It in to not Dan. It. it wasn't Dan Aykroyd.
0: It was another no, guy was who has Santa. a similar similar build. Yeah. But anyway.
1: But. And she fought like she was I felt like that was a good female character too yeah definitely I don't know why I don't know why people are like oh there's never been any I mean there's certainly I'm not saying it's, it's just that it's not it's not that it's never happened no no it's not there's, that it's never happened you know you kind of see it very and you go rain. wow yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and Patricia Arquette's character had a certain kind of vibe she was she was a certain kind of female character. Yeah. But she wasn't uh, diminished. Right. Because of
1: that. Was she was of, assertive.
0: Yeah. She, she she, was making choices. Like, so what if she had super long painted nails and, you know, right. chewing bubble gum and big hair? Right. So, yeah, we'd look at that now and say, like, oh, what an archaic, outdated view of a woman. Right. But right. that didn't seem to diminish her character.
1: I don't think so. From being so. actualized in that film. Yeah, she, you know? was, she was actualized in, in that she wasn't just... You know i don't know like at the whim of the man yeah and she fought and li- yeah. physically fought yeah. for what she wanted and man
0: and christian slater's character is heavily imperfect i mean right there's like a you know borderline borderline domestic violence
1: vibe going on where you're right. like this guy has like a problem <laughs> yeah this exactly. guy has a temper yeah and it's not cool like it's not cool right you're like I don't I don't identify with that kind of
0: behavior and yet you somehow you somehow believe in these characters and you believe that love
1: overcomes their situation and they like met and got married and you're just like dude that's not how it usually happens
0: yeah yeah no, it's true. They definitely... Especially in those
1: circumstances.
0: Yeah, there's a certain feel of, I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to jump into this thing. I'm yeah. going to trust you, and you're going to trust me, and we're going to do this thing. Right. True romance. So good. True
1: romance. Mm. And then it ends up in like a FBI shootout. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm trying there's to remember just, the end, actually. There's like so much that goes on. It's the journey. That was thing. another thing, is that it's it literally takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm. Figuratively... Or, I guess, through the story, but literally they're going from, is it New York mm-hmm. to L.A.? To L.A. And they're, you're journey, journeying. Oh, Detroit. Maybe it starts in... Detroit. Detroit. That's what it is. Detroit. I think it starts there. I think it's Detroit. Because his dad's a cop or whatever. Yeah, yeah, In yeah, Detroit. Yeah. And he lives in the chain. That was the other thing, is that... And maybe this is what helps, is that the characters... And I, this is probably indicative of Quentin Tarantino in, in and of itself... He made a choice on the characters. Mm-hmm. You don't have a you don't have a vanilla character, right? Right. His dad's not just a cop, and he's, he's like, like he's he's like he's no, a deadbeat, totally, dad totally a racist <laughs> who lives in a, a trailer in a train yard.
0: Yeah, that's right. Right. Like on the edge of the city. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then. You and have there's a really there's good definite like love bad like guy. you
0: sense you sense his love for his son right and his son's new fiance slash wife yeah but he's like a mess right
1: oh I mean the whole movie is a mess it's just about people who are a mess yeah but I think there's like that authenticity the the mm-hmm. uh, you know you identify with characters in some way yeah and you care about them you want them to succeed yeah hmm
0: Hmm. I think about um, for some reason. I'm thinking about uh, the Hunger Games. Okay. Because I, when I read those books, um, I read those books three days. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely readable in that short <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. Um, but when I read those books, I thought this would be a cool movie because there's a lot of there's a lot of room for. Creating an interesting world and really interesting, imperfect characters. Sure. Apparently, I wasn't the only one who thought it'd be a great movie. Yeah. Because then, cut to not that long later. Right. Yeah, I felt that like that was a fast turnaround. That was quick. They got really
1: big, and then, what, two years oh, later, or something? Movies.
0: And immediately, so many of the choices made were really safe, really uninteresting. Yeah. And I mean, first scene was it, I don't I forget if it was the opening scene or if it was maybe a couple scenes in, but basically the first time we see Katniss in the first movie, yeah, we see her stalking through the forest, yes, hunting a deer, hunting the deer, and the first thing I thought was I don't believe that she's starving, just
1: just looking at her,
0: just looking at her in the way she <laughs> carried herself, it just didn't seem like yeah. this was a person, you know, I'm picturing places I've been or things I've seen of places where people are legitimately having a hard time finding enough nutrition to exist. Sure. I just didn't buy that anyone I saw on screen was at that point. So then she's she's almost gonna shoot this deer and she gets interrupted by her friend Gail. Yeah. And her response is Gail as the deer is running away. And I just thought, man, like we're already off to a really bad start. Like, I don't buy that this person hasn't seen a deer in three months. Like yeah. she says it. She's like, that was the first deer I saw in three, three months. months. I was like, I didn't can we take that back? Can we right. can we go again? Because I didn't buy that. Like yeah. And she's supposed to be a terrible person to get along with. You know, she's right. supposed to be a really rough person. Right. Like what happened to the, the imperfection that we see in certain characters, like in True Romance? Right. Like imagine that level of rough. Severely imperfect, yeah, authentic to what we understand as people, right? I mean, that franchise could have been so impactful, yeah, so much more, I should say, than, right? Than it was, I'm not it saying was certainly it certainly impactful. not saying that it wasn't good,
1: I'm just saying, and I, you know, yeah, I to an extent it seems like what happened with that franchise was one probably rush to get that out while it yeah. was hot, yeah, so there's probably that back end admin, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think that there's some of perhaps in the writing and the storytelling, what you can't say in three pages on a you know, in, in, the, yeah. in a novel. No, of course. Right, you have to you have to get the major you have to hit the yeah. hit the big points. And I think that probably happened yeah. with uh with that franchise was definitely just that it wasn't as articulate. The and characters weren't as articulate. As they could have been, perhaps. And I think that's probably where... Although, what was the announcer's name? Uh,
0: you mean the, Elizabeth Banks?
1: No. Oh, yeah. Her character, though, was... I, th- I thought there were some characters that were... You're, you're talking about Plutarch. Plutarch. No, not Plutarch. He's the game maker. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm talking yeah. about the guy who... It, is it... He's uh, the dad from <laughs> EZA.
0: Yeah,
1: it's another Roman name.
0: Um, I got nothing. Yeah. I totally not. I know who you're talking about, though. Vichy Garcia. Stanley Tucci.
1: Stanley Tucci! But I can't remember his character's name. But anyway. No, yeah. yeah. Stanley Tucci. His character. I thought that was good. He played that. He was so great. Right. That I thought movie. he did that like, really well. Money. And, and, and Elizabeth don't... Banks, you know... Whatever Effie
0: Trinket, yeah, she nailed it. Yeah, exactly.
1: There were some really good, but they were very distinct characters as well. Where they weren't as nuanced, they they weren't they were static characters in their arc, and they weren't hmm. they weren't dynamic as Gale because you have this whole love triangle, right, with Kenneth Gale and Peta. Peta. You
0: bring up a good point that the. the people who were saying stood out to us in that franchise are all older actors, more experienced actors: too. Stanley Tucci, Elizabeth
1: Banks, and yeah. um, Dustin course. Hoffman, Dustin Hulse,
0: <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip, <laughs> well, him, oh yeah, him is yeah. of course, but uh, Hamish, Hamish, um, yeah. Um, oh man, it's killing me. Such a great actor. Because he was another. He was another. He was in True Detective. Yeah, of course. Like, what is wrong with our minds <laughs> right now? Like, these are people we talk We're about. We're shooting this
1: way too late.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, Hamish, the character, the actor, an gonna... extremely talented actor who yeah, played it's Hamish. So good. You can tell that even though these characters, maybe, I don't know, maybe they weren't given a whole lot to work with, they're still like, now you see me more interesting. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> uh, anyway. <laughs>
1: We've just brought up too many names. We really and have. And so... Just, um. <laughs> no, that's... Okay, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What movies would you make? Mm-hmm. What? What's a movie... Okay, here's a question. Okay. What movie do you wish that you had made?
0: Children of Men. No, no, children of men. I wouldn't want to touch. Like it's so great. No,
1: no, no. But like you so wish great. that you. Would, I want to make movies like that.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a. There are definitely certain elements. I already of, chose children of men. Choose another one. Right. I, there, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's okay. So so something like District Nine, I think, stands out to me. Oh yeah, we did talk about District Nine, but yeah. And yes, I mean, that's definitely a movie that stands out to me. I, I feel like part of my identity as a filmmaker, is still very much being shaped. But it's a certain perspective and way of seeing the world as opposed to the type of stories i always have trouble Mm. with you know when when people ask me that which it's a great question you know what kinds of movies do you want to make right for some reason i i'm always like lost as that that answer because there's so many different kinds of movies that i want to make right it more has to do with the lens through which so the kind is
1: then what perspective
0: yeah um yeah, I love I love making films about characters who think very little of themselves, mm-hmm. and basically learn to see themselves as uh, as more powerful, capable, and imperfect. And you know they're able to embrace their imperfection as well yeah. as they as they did in the beginning. You know maybe maybe it's someone who in the beginning of the film is. Who actually thinks very lowly of themselves and is quite lacking in confidence? Sure. Or maybe it's someone who is quite arrogant and quite cocky. Right. But either way, they don't really like embrace themselves. Sure. So those are the kinds of stories I think that right. I'm very interested either in. Either they're a kind
1: of underdog or they're compensating. Yeah. Like they they feel that. Yeah. Inadequacy. Totally. And they either succumb to it or try to. Backed yeah. out to hide it exactly and and on the other side of
0: you know at the end of the film or towards the end of the film or whatever we we see their transformation to embracing themselves understanding their humanity and growing in true confidence sure i think those are the kinds of movies that i want to make and then in terms of the backdrop and the setting like yeah you and i co-wrote the um the kind of thriller slash horror for the YouTube generation. Yep. Yeah. So it's very much that kind of character. Yes. Oh, she, yeah. you know, she's she's a little more on the on the confidence side or the, or the cockiness side. Right. right. And kind of comes to have a better view of herself by the end. Totally. A, a more, more realistic, realistic yeah, view. Yeah. And more empowered, really, than, yeah. than she was even in the beginning.
1: But not neglecting that she's still very talented. Yes. Like the exactly. idea of that story was that she's, up here with regard to social standing exactly and then gets lowered right but kind of finds out that yeah that standard by which she yeah held herself or, or graded herself totally didn't really matter.
0: And then I've got a couple other films that I'm currently writing that are wildly different locations, time mm-hmm. periods. Cultures, yeah. languages—you know—just yeah. very different kinds of settings, uh, of varying degrees of uh, high, you know, budgets. <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> um, yeah. But but they're really those same kinds of stories of someone. You know, the it's a character journey of someone sure coming to embrace themselves, maybe maybe embracing parts of themselves they didn't realize they had or were ashamed of or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are the kinds of movies I want to make. And then you know, like, I don't. I don't. I'm not against making a romantic comedy, right? And then turning right around I and wrote making, a making a sci-fi, <laughs>
1: right? Exactly, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, or
0: a, or right. a, a horror film. Or Anelis and I are currently working on a kind of a thriller drama, very similar kind of story arc. Yeah. Or at least a very similar kind of character journey, um, but very very dark sort of thrillery vibes. Yeah. Um so yeah I think those are the kinds of movies so ones
1: with a very distinct story arc yeah more than anything it the, the focus is that the character has to really get from a to b yeah in a very yeah and that a to b
0: is is a is a wide jump is a wide jump yeah I really I, I think that's and what... a different altitude. Yeah, <laughs> different elevation. Exactly. I think that's yeah. what really inspires me. That's kind of the starting point when I'm writing a movie is I get an idea for a character at the beginning and then a character at the end. And I'm yeah. like so pumped to figure out how in the world that story looks. How can we create the largest divide yeah. and then
1: bridge it in 110 pages?
0: Yeah. How do we get someone <laughs> from being a, a slave to being a queen of an empire. Right. You know, that kind of sure. jump. Yeah. And still make it an insightful character journey and not just, right? Uh, you know, not just all technique and
1: right. cool right. Because gadgety stuff. Especially if you're going from slave to queen, then it would be very easy for that to just look like a very easy rise to power. Yes. We've seen that story a lot. Where it's just, oh man, it's just up from here. We're on the up and up. Yep. Up and to the right. Yep. Everything's great, because every step has to bring them higher. Yeah. Yeah. But I love I love it when stories. But right. When that path takes them in a direction you just l- did not expect. Right. And so at the end of your second act into your third. Yeah. How can they be lower than a slave? But they have to be at a point where they're. Yeah. You know. I heard I heard a like, really good um,
0: a really good piece of advice from a screenwriter, who was talking about. Creating a headline, a movie headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, a, a news headline for the end of your movie. So take, oh, you know, right. so so, Tatooine farm boy blows up the Death Star. Wait, Do you read that in a book? No, I actually watched it in a in a video. It was a video like interview with this screenwriter. Oh. Who wait, wait.
1: have I seen that one? <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 that series that's on Linda. Oh no, it's a really good series. Okay, the um, who's the displat? Mark Displat. Displas. Duplas? Duplas. Oh.
0: Watson, and Platz Duplas. Yeah, yeah, no. Mark Duplas. No, no, different. Duplass. Yeah, not, not him. Not okay, him. it different wasn't
1: guy. his. Okay. No, but, I liked what he had to say. Yeah, no, he's got great
0: stuff to say. Yeah. Man, such an inspiration, that guy. But yeah. no, this this guy was just talking about. Um, okay. He was talking about creating a movie headline. So, Tatooine Farm Boy just blows up just the Death Star. Right. Is the movie headline for Star Wars A New Hope. Right. So then. We can you it's know almost like a log line yeah not figuring out, you know not not saying that that describes everything that happens in the movie but sure. it's like if you were to take the event that happens in the end how would you put that in a movie headline yeah and then you can you can put your character as far far away from, from that. that you know yeah um, and of course that's always easier said than done whenever someone gives you a piece of a short piece of screenwriting advice right really that's it's it's helpful just to get your mind moving but ultimately you've got to sit down and and do the work of just right. creating that world yeah. creating that story well that's what it comes down to is just doing the work yeah <laughs> it's just straight work sometimes yeah. it's fun and sometimes you're bashing your head against the wall yeah or or just sitting there blankly <laughs> just like uh okay yeah, it looks it looks to outsiders as you're sitting there looking at a page, but inside you're bashing your head.
1: Or actually, what ends up with me is, man, I got laundry done. I know. I got cleaning done. I know. I did all. I was so productive today it's because I'm just hiding from the fact that I have to write. <laughs> I know. When it, whenever I sit down to write, like, I get a lot of other stuff done. It's, like, Man, it becomes incredibly important that I empty that peanut butter jar. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all these plastic
0: bags under the sink. I need to organize. That all these.
1: needs to be organized. It's I mean, you know what? When was the last time you you uh, hung out your Kleenex box? Oh, I mean, you have to you have to uh, hang those out every once in a while and just let them air out.
0: Let them air out.
1: Yeah, because they'll they'll just like rot if they sit in the box too long. You'll know? <laughs> get moths. Yeah, you, so... I mean, have you taken inventory of the squares of paper towels you have? Hey, what about counting your toilet paper squares? Yes, exactly, because you yeah. have to take inventory. You have to backtrack yeah. that with your daily average. You gotta make sure, you, make sure that you have enough. You're going through the right amount per right. day. Yeah.
0: So, as you can see, writing can be uh, extremely productive for anything but writing. Right. No,
1: yeah. I mean, some of my best writing days are days where I get no writing
0: done. (laughs) Although, I got to say, like, I think one of my favorite experiences of us living together in that apartment in Hollywood was that, like, it was like a week. It was like six or seven days straight where we literally did nothing. But I think you were working on a book. Dude. Like a novel.
1: Season four of House of Cards cards. came out. And that was, okay, that was the best part, is that nothing that I wrote in that week I have used like oh really nothing yeah but it was still so good because we were just writing.
0: oh it was a it was a great experience and
1: it was it was just it was just the work and i think okay so house of cards like season 3 uh, or 4 came out i think it was i think it was season 2 was it season 2 i think okay. it was season 2 back that then was
0: long ago oh maybe it was 3 i don't know it was it was a particularly interesting season, but we just Whatever. had the they wackiest
1: schedule where we would watch an episode or eight and then we,
0: yeah we'd watch like two or three episodes <laughs> until like six in the morning until six in the morning we'd go to sleep yeah and we, then wake up about four in the afternoon and we would
1: close the curtain so we just had zero we literally time lived in the reference. dark for like a week yeah cause, cause and,
0: then we had we, that pot of tea right <laughs> in the kitchen and the little tea infuser <laughs> right. and we
1: just had like we had it on a cycle but the writing tea. the writing schedule was amazing it was awesome we were like, like eight hours out straight the insane amount I think you wrote sixty pages. Of in screen 4 play, days in 4 days i mean we were just writing and, and we rest, would, and yeah. we would say like okay 2 hours don't talk to me. And we inverted the colors on our screen so that we could look at our computers with yeah. less wear and tear on our eyes. Yeah. And everything, it matched everything else. Everything else was dark. We had right. No everything was on. dark. And and we just wrote. We just wrote. I remember I was just writing out synopsis. And I think I was just trying to write out a story like yeah. in novel form. But I remember the story dude, you, you were working It to... was great. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, dude. And we both came out with dozens of pages of content. Yeah. And I don't know, it was probably six days where it was like, oh, that's what it means to write. Yeah. And of course, you don't, ha- I mean, I feel like I
0: can't sustain that kind of pace no. for always. No. no. It's it like
1: retreat. That pace.
0: comes in, yeah. That guy like, oh,
1: would go away for the retreat and we come back with an entire screenplay. <laughs> entire screenplay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it was only three days after that that I had the full 85 pages of sure. whatever I was
1: writing at that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's. But I think sometimes that's that's good to just. Oh. But you have to have obviously if you clear your schedule then you you have to fill that with writing. Yeah. And you really do have to you know do that content. I think the reason why
0: I think the reason why it was a great pairing of yeah. writing and then watching three episodes of House of Cards. Right. And then going to sleep, was that we were outputting throughout the day. We were obviously both in places where we were inspired, right. so we had the spark of inspiration already there for sure. our particular pieces. Sure. We would write for, I mean, we, we were writing for six six to eight hours yeah. each day yeah. for that whole week. Yeah. And, and then, you know, so we're outputting, things are coming out of us, we're exhaling. Yep. And then we would stop, drink and, a and, freaking pint of green tea and then watch House of Cards and take in. Take in. Inhale. Yeah, exactly. So each day was just exhale, inhale, sleep exhale inhale sleep Sleep.
1: yeah exhale inhale yeah but i mean mean, and and our desks faced away from each other face the wall yeah we faced the opposite walls and and it was and we did it we did it. like we just did it we said hey we need to write for the next two hours don't talk to me yeah and then we would break get some tea get some food yeah you know and we left maybe i mean the, the worst part is that the grocery store was like the next block over. Yeah. So we didn't even need to really go anywhere. I think I just ate beans and rice <laughs> for that whole week. I'm pretty
0: sure I ate matzo bread. <laughs> <laughs> freaking matzo bread it was right around
1: Passover and there were boxes of and matzo Ralph's bread had m- matzo matzo <laughs> for like, It's like once Passover passes over then everyone passes over the Passover bread oh my
0: gosh and that matzo bread was the, like
1: so cheap it, it was, was like, like scary a cheap. dollar for an entire box and then there were, I think it went to like $2 for three or something. It was so cheap. It was like matzo with peanut butter. I'm pretty sure the penny breakdown was like maybe a couple cents per per sheet. Per sheet. And it's, I mean, you're pretty much buying a 14-inch saltine. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's, that, was, that was such good times. I mean, like,
0: I'm, I think when I moved out of that place, I found a box of matzo somewhere deep in the cabinets <laughs> yeah. that hadn't been eaten yet. And it was fine, you know? Yeah, it was yeah, still in its mint packaging. <laughs> still on oh, leaven. My gosh. Oh man! I, I uh, since then I have I have done a couple sprints. Ver- versions of that. Yeah, yeah, like kind of sprints where I just I know I know this I know the whole storyline. I've right. spent agonizing hours outlining it. I just need to sit down and write the dang thing and right.
1: I sit down for you know eighty five hours straight and just you know right whatever right no that's I I think with the screenplay that I just finished I, that's that's what I had to do was steep myself in the story yeah. So that it's it's just up here. I don't have to reference anything yeah. or really work anything out. I've yeah. told myself the story. Yeah. I've I've worked it out. So then I tell myself the story. It's up here and then it just needs to bleed out. But yeah. it it's that time and that effort, very intentional time put in to yeah. to write the story beats. Yeah, you know, follow the arc,
0: figure out who the characters are. Send it to a, a trusted a trusted sounding board that can Right.
1: Exactly. can
0: ask the right questions of you yeah. and Reveal and then goals.
1: and then it's just, you just write for you know I would go to Starbucks, and and actually there was like a couple of coffee shops you just rotate through so it doesn't get weird but yeah, for sure <laughs> <you> know <laughs> so dude, it's not you, you can't come here for six months straight like, this and this order the office. same drink and sit here for eight hours <laughs> oh man
0: I, I remember so, when we were when we were writing the uh, the thriller I would yeah. go to. I would go to this little plaza in Beverly Hills because I got mm. free parking with the motorcycle and I could charge it there. Oh, right on! And it was just a nice little. Oh, and there were there were outlets in the bushes. Was that the outdoor table? Yes. Area. Oh, totally. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And we would we would Skype. Yep. For a little bit. I think oh, you were true. you yeah. were at the Ohio State, and you would. Say,
1: oh yeah, I was sitting in the Ohio State library. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we would we would like Skype call. That's so true. And just true. plan out what we were gonna write, and then
0: we'd sit down oh, and we would just crank man. it out. For a few hours and whatever, we we did that for a couple weeks. Yeah, wow, we met a lot. We met consistently for that one. Yeah, yeah, we did, didn't we? Wow, yeah. (laughs) That was that was a really productive
1: couple weeks. Yeah, I almost think too that I I think when we wrote together in our apartment, we also learned that it's best not to write together. Yeah. But to, again, steep ourselves in the story yeah, and then go write our own thing. Yeah. Kind of bounce off, but then just not work on the same part of the script. Totally. And, totally. and not try to write together.
0: Yeah. When Anelis and I are writing things together, it's the same kind of story. We, we sit right. down and, and get our heads together on what it is we're doing. But then I go disappear and write it. Yeah. Kind of bring the pages back. Yeah. to and then, and then you
1: swap pages and then we and work on there yeah then we work on stuff but, together from there. yeah because i think we tried to do the thriller with like maybe there was like a day or a couple hours where we were trying to just talk it and write it together at the same time right and like okay you type i'll talk yeah and it was just
0: that does not it's clear it was it was like trying to outsource things that happen so naturally inside of ex- one brain yeah
1: it was like, right. clearly we, we were trying to, to interface with our each brains, and you just need to blah, 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 blah. put the work in, but... Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Definitely. Well, I think, time-wise, we should probably wrap it up, because... You have at least two episodes here, I think. I think. Yeah, I mean, at possibly. least. Possibly. Because these could even be short episodes. I mean, whatever. I mean, it could... I think I'm going to put it... I mean, I, One could 45 be minutes to an hour is good. Is good. So... That's definitely where we're at now, and I'm I'm just doing this because we would sit here till three, and yeah. do this anyway. So I have to like I have to call it. Yeah, no, that's you perfect. know we got to call the game on account of time. I
0: say yeah, I say we like, well yeah, I mean yeah you, you can set the pace, but you know if yeah. you want to do
1: this again, in a, yeah, totally. Not too long or yeah, I mean we'll have to see what the viewers think, but yeah, you know, you know if they if they ask for you back, we can <laughs> just, we could perhaps work something out at some point you should interview dad you think you think dad would do it Mm -hmm. i should talk to him yeah yeah because i mean you can always record it and then when it's really bad no yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly we can uh no yeah that's true but i think you know you could you could have a variety of people yeah so like in this one my name's jens that's something that makes me weird and unique and specific to me and you like movies
0: I and like movies. That is definitely not the weirdest thing about me, but my name's Ty. Sure. And heck is not. this <laughs> could tell you all the things that make me weird. Like Oh, we movies. got time. <laughs> no. Liking movies is not the weirdest thing for sure. But No, but that's something that makes you unique. unique for that's sure.
1: you're you're into movies and you're into movies in a very particular way.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I, I think my my interest in movies takes on a very monastic <laughs> approach at times. What does monastic mean? Um, well, if you if that sounds you, biblical.
1: <laughs> if you if you envision these uh, were the monastic <laughs> m- Jacobys. <laughs>
0: if you envision Maccabees. someone in a you know in very plain clothes, in a stone hut, on an island off the coast of Scotland. Monastic. That's what monastic
1: means. It's well, like, it's
0: it's sort of like a certain certain so approach it's, to is it Spartan. Yes, it's but a very focused very focused intention. They were
1: a very focused people.
0: But also I think there's a there's a certain level of isolation and solitude that goes along with monastic
1: as well. Oh, gotcha. So you're like stoic. Just I mean, no frill. Yeah. No like Epictetus. You're an Epicurean?
0: Yeah. Not so that I'm, you personally are, but so obviously my my life has taken on a little bit of a change being being a husband and a dad. Yeah, you're newly
1: a new a newly father.
0: Yeah. Not too long ago married and then not too long ago dad. So obviously can't you know, right. can't just pretend like I have the same exact life as I had before. But even sure. so, my approach to films, filmmaking yeah. Is is very monastic yeah. in that I just I eat, sleep and breathe movies. Right.
1: And I think even though we're brothers and we work together, you know, we had we had a very unique upbringing we have very different approaches to movies as well in some ways for as much as we have in common I I think the scripts that I write are very different than the scripts that you write
0: yeah totally and I'm always like so just so pumped about the stuff that you write because it's just yeah I could never sit down and write that and it's so cool yeah
1: well it's funny that I wrote a script that had only dialogue (laughs) and you wrote a script that had only Action no Action, dialogue no dialogue. Yeah, so you wrote a silent film, and I wrote all the missing dialogue. <laughs> it's really true.
0: yeah. and I think when we when we write separate things, we have a, we tend toward those things. So right you, you really tend toward really great dialogue. Yeah, And I get done with the script and I realize no one said anything the whole yeah.
1: time. Yeah, I was like, so wait, you no, know, where did the characters <laughs> say, <laughs> Oh, we didn't. Are these all mutes? What's happening? Why what, is no one talking?
0: What to each has other? happened?
1: <laughs> what What has happened?
0: I wrote a so true. short film that I made in 2016. It was called Coca Love. Oh, yeah. That's
1: on YouTube and, yeah. Vimeo and lots of places. Um, that All of your links will be in the description below. For sure. Um, Unless you're listening to this on a podcast, look up Ty <laughs> <laughs> I
0: wrote I wrote the script for that. It was like nine That's pages such or a <laughs> That's such a bad okay. pitch.
1: It's such a bad... Yeah, yeah,
0: YouTube, Ty and whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah good luck spelling that <laughs> the one with the least amount
0: of views on YouTube
1: <laughs> our names nobody's gonna just be like oh I know how to spell that T W I. what's your name what? Michael Smith oh I can find that because I know how to spell both of those things <laughs> <laughs> Ty and Yen's too and good luck Man. no but so 2016 Coco Love wrote the script
0: beginning to end one sitting and realized no one had said a single word yeah And then just figured at some point, I guess I somebody should say something like I should put some dialogue in
1: here. Yeah. But help the story move. You know, I mean, you can totally do. Oh my goodness. We spoke for a whole hour and whatever, and we didn't say anything about. And I can't think of his name. <laughs> What's his name? We did short movies, uh, silent films. Buster Keaton.
0: Buster stinking
1: Keaton. That that might be. That's a whole episode. That's Buster Keaton, man. That's a whole episode. Wow. I absolutely love Buster Keaton.
0: I I discovered Buster Keaton later in my life. <laughs> and i just couldn't too late in my life too late like just such a rejuvenation
1: of of inspiration when i discovered him right exactly i'm glad i found him when i did because definitely because it was just all up from there it was around a time
0: when when i started to really get back into the kind of core pure base elements of filmmaking and i was watching Georges millier like his original short films sure even stuff from his early time the, the magician stuff trip okay. to the moon whatever i was watching those things and just like so fascinated by his innovation i was like right. this guy th- these are the kind of movies that you and i and and Davey and, oh, yeah. and jordan and busy were making you know yeah. back in the, the backyard like these are those kind of movies just with like a lot more resources and yeah. you know and then and then to watch buster keaton stuff buster was keaton just thing. like oh, this is so that cool. talk about like
1: just a purity distilled yeah Filmmaking, but just storytelling. Yeah, and and the amount of humor that came out of that oh, man. was is oh, man. amazing. And it's not that editing is bad,
0: and it's not that moving the camera is bad. It's right. just great to see stuff happening in front of the camera in a very pure way, where the camera doesn't seem to get in the way. Like it's the
1: epitome nice of that. show, don't tell.
0: Totally, totally, totally. Man, yeah. that and and specifically, and specifically comedy. Specifically, comedy coming across in such a legible way, right? And it's still so entertaining. Like I don't I don't feel bored watching those movies.
1: No, absolutely not. It, I mean, you're you're laughing. Mm-hmm. They're funny. Yeah, and that's oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's
0: like the audio version of showing up in khaki shorts and in <laughs> a blue t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Some new balance. new balance, or like Brooks. My gosh, some Brooks with some ankle socks. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just disappointment. <sighs> oh, did your did your uh, newly grilled Patty fall in the concrete? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're grilling out in the back in a Coles commercial, and you're just oh, oh. <laughs> Ants are already marching on it. Oh man. <laughs>
0: buster keaton Georges millier and George charlie Lier. charlie chapman will be a yeah. different episode
1: for sure Now, yeah oh true and i mean no, mr bean did you say mr bean no i didn't but yeah mr bean 100 percent and then even i mean they they talk but the uh evan Costello or oh shoot yeah them
0: too oh and red skeleton Red skeleton. Red, where now where? we're going off into a different, different, right. different uh, wave here, or a different branch. Right. Still a very similar yeah. kind of vibe, but now, now we're going off like three studios. I mean, Monty Python. Oh man,
1: masterful comedy. No, yeah, it's good stuff. Did you ever see the marvelous Miss Maisel? No, you okay. told me about that. Okay, yeah, I have I yet see. to watch
0: it. Okay, you should watch it. I should watch it, and then we can talk about
1: it. Yeah, you should watch it all, and then we can talk about it.
0: When you watch it, let me know. I'll watch it. With how many you. How many hours of content am I committing to? Probably by... thir, well, thirteen times two or something.
1: Oh goodness, yeah. That's always my my. Yeah, I'll no, watch it. I'll watch, watch the first it. season. I'll watch it. If you, yeah, I mean, that's actually the. I don't know if it's a bad thing or what, but often with most shows, ninety percent of shows movies i'll finish Mm because it's two hours Mm -hmm. that's not a big deal Mm -hmm. but most shows i watch i will watch the first two one to three episodes Mm -hmm. and then i go i get it yeah and i either love it and i go i love that show yeah right and or i or i go i understand i'm not going to continue to watch this there are very few shows that i have sat through the whole season house of cards Breaking Bad. Watch the entire thing. Oh, you know what? Breaking Bad. I totally pulled that stunt. Oh, you watch season three. one and oh. said, uh, "But sometimes if I have to wait too long to get to the, you know, no, I kind of no. like waiting for mm-hmm. seasons to just be done. Sure. And then I can either binge watch or watch the first three and make that choice. Totally. But with, I mean that said, marvelous Miss Maisel. I watched two seasons, and I and I and I. And I made sacrifices in my time in my schedule of course to watch that show
0: yeah. I'll, let's do this I'll watch Marvelous Miss Maisel <laughs> if you watch the rest of Breaking Bad okay <laughs> you're committing
1: to 13 episodes 26 episodes I'm committing to like 8 <laughs> years of my life <laughs> no no because I have I have to go through the the, uh, the period of, of withdrawal after oh my goodness I'm 42 yeah no it's, it's true I can't believe Walter White did that oh oh man well, well, it was good talking movies. It was it was great talking. And in, movies. until next time, thanks thanks for letting me record what we do
0: anyway. Yeah, no, it's true. this <laughs> This happens, this happens in at breakfast time, dinner, t- whenever we're at any point where we're together. Any any point where we're, where we're together, you can see where we had we're, problems we, when we, we lived know. together. That this would happen right just at random. Time. I mean, this was just Tuesday breakfast. I mean, literally, someone would,
1: would remember that time we killed so much. We were watching Celtic women. <laughs> <laughs> and then we watched was it Celtic Thunder after Celtic that? Thunder. <laughs> we oh just God. were like riffing off of them oh so man. much. But those are so good. So good. We can't take each other anywhere. No, we, we really can't can. take you anywhere. Uh-huh. Well. Uh-huh. No, but thank you so much for sitting down and uh, we'll definitely do this again, I think, you know. I don't know if you, I don't know I don't want to commit to like, you know, regular of course not member. No, I think you should I think you should you
0: should grab some 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 people that would yeah. bring different cool things on. Sure. And sure. we can even talk about other stuff that's not movies, too. Like, I do have the ability to talk about other things. You
1: do? It's weird. I'm getting get better at it. Oh. Yeah. There's a whole other... Mm-hmm. So, like... TV shows? Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Oh. All right. Well, here. We're just going to cut this out. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And... Hope you guys have a good day. And rate rate this podcast highly. Ty, do you have anything last that you want to say? Um, do you have a catchphrase? I Man, I don't. I, I feel put on the spot. I wish I did have one. Okay, well, I have one. Yeah. Keep your high five hands strong. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's a good catchphrase. <laughs>